Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. A bit of a light week following Christmas, but we still have some stuff to talk about. So let's get to it. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Korsky. Let's roll. So, like I said, a bit of a light week on the back standpoint, but Canisius was one of the two teams in action. This weekend in the MAC, uh, they started out earlier this afternoon losing to Monmouth. The final score of that game did end up being 84 to 66 in favor of the Hawks. Uh, the, I, I did watch the game. I know you did not, but the Griffs just they did not look good at all, um, both on the offensive and the defensive end. It seemed like Monmouth really took over at about the under eight uh, in the first half, and they just completely uh, controlled the game from there. They, it was a 14-point margin at the half, and then Canisius did look a little better in the second half, but, you know, still it was not enough. Um, Majesty Brandon had 12 off the bench. Scott Hitchin in his first game back. Uh, good to see him back um, on the court. He had 10, and then that was the only uh, the only two grips and double figures. Dion Hammond had 21 for Monmouth. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like a pretty solid showing from Monmouth. Do you think it was more – I hate to, this is kind of a cliche question, but I'll right. ask it anyways. Do you think it was more Canisius playing poorly or Monmouth playing well? That is a cliche question. <laughs> that is but, about as cliche uh, as it gets. I'll say a mix of both. Um, Monmouth shot really well, uh, especially in the first half. They were, they were shooting 50-something percent in the first half. Like I said, Hammond uh, shot 8 of 12. Um Nick Rudy or Nick K. Rudy uh, shot four of six. He had 10 points, but I mean, it looked just like everyone was like three of five, right. four of five, three of four, two of three. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, Monmouth was just making shots and Canisius just was not. I mean, Madison Brandon had 12 points. Yeah. He took 17 shots. Right. Yeah. Five of 17. Inefficient. Fofana, nine points, but he was two of nine. Jordan right. Henderson at eight. He was three of nine. Right, very Hitchin was Hitchin was probably the only one who was, I, I, I guess you, you could say efficient in his scoring. He shot three of six, um, his first game back, uh, like we just said. Um, and he got, it was Jarvis Vaughn about five minutes into the game to get called for a flagrant two, get thrown out of the game. But that ended up not making a difference in the end, so. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, having just taken a glance at some other Mac teams this week. It was all a bunch of non-conference. I uh, guess I'll just run it down a little bit. Uh, Niagara, 70-65 to 65 over Albany to go to 3-3 three and three overall in the year. Uh, Fairly Dickinson defeats Lowly Fairfield uh, by 4, 69-65. Those two games happened on Tuesday the 22nd. And on Wednesday the 23rd, St. Peter's, now 6-3 and three overall in the year. Great start for the, uh, for the Peacocks. They took down St. Francis in Brooklyn. Uh, 70 to 64, NGAIT 81-66 over Ryder and Iona Rick Patino, uh, 85-65 over Coppin State, uh, 28-6 and four from Isaiah Ross in that game. That was a uh, that was a late ad um, for Iona over Coppin State. They didn't add that until a couple days to a week before. Mm-hmm. Um, three-headed monster. <laughs> um them i think it was isaiah ross got player of the week 
Um, and then Nelly Jr. Joseph uh, was the newcomer of the week for uh, the Mac. Yeah, he's been he's been playing well for them, uh, Nelly Jr. Yeah, Joseph. I didn't really I, like... I didn't really know who he was before this, and because he's a freshman out of Nigeria. And yeah, like I said, I didn't know who he was. He's coming out already. He's averaging almost 12 a game for this Iona team who's five and three now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by how well uh, he's doing. I'm not surprised that Iona's doing well. Um, they didn't play this week. Obviously they're three and one uh, in the league now, uh, five and three overall. It's a three-way tie at the top of the league. Uh, Canisius fell to, one and two Monmouth will have a chance to make that a four-way tie uh, tomorrow. If they can win that game is at two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'll be watching that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of the last time we'll see these teams playing non-conference games, unless it's kind of a random one-off for teams here and there. They're trying to make up maybe some COVID postponements. Uh, I'm looking at Sienna here. Um, but I, this, this seems like it's kind of the end for non-conference games this week. Yeah, I think, I believe you're right. Um, Iona has Towson on the 29th. That's right. Yep. Um, that's about the only one that I can see Coppin though. State's playing Ryder. Oh, well. okay. Yep. 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 Good shout. On Tuesday. Yeah. That, other than that. that. Looks like that's it. Yeah. All Mac it from looks that like we're com- Looks like we're conference play here on out. Um, Canisius will play St. Peter's at home. I will be uh, there New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yep. At Adam Worski underscore for updates. Shout yep. out. <laughs> then in two weeks, Canisius plays at Siena, and I'll be at those. Yes, sir. So we'll be covering Canisius two weekends in a row. Yes, sir. Exciting stuff. Very, very exciting stuff. Gotta love that. So there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess transitioning out of the Mac. I know it really uh, wasn't. It was, a, it was, I, I was quite say, a week not, not in the much, Mac. Not much to talk about uh, <laughs> this week. Hey, it's a quiet week. It happens. It's Christmas week. It's, yeah, right. You know, it's a, it, it's a quiet week every year. True. But that. what league was not quiet this week? The Big Ten. Oh man, what a conference! What a conference! They they should send they did they should just send like every single team to the tournament, <laughs> except Nebraska and Penn State. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, Every other fair. team should be in. One of these days, Nebraska ball is going to be back. Not, 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 any, not anytime <laughs> soon, but someday it's going to happen. No, no. I love the Christmas Day quadruple header. I hope that becomes an every year thing. I thought that it was, was a cool. lot of fun. That was cool, honestly. That was that really was cool. It was only four games in the country. Yeah. They were and, back and for to them back to, to have back to back. and then for them to have you got you got a headliner at like Wisconsin, Michigan State, which ended up being a pretty good game. Right. Um, and of course, Minnesota, Iowa. I mean, I, I, I'm sure, you know, people might have thought Minnesota had a chance. I mean, they're eight and one on the air. They have a pretty good team, but I don't think anybody really was super confident they were going to pull there that one were, out. But there were so many guys stepping up for both teams in that game and just hitting big shots at the end. Marcus Carr did it. Uh, Brandon Johnson did it. Liam Robbins did it for Minnesota. And the guys we talk about all the time for Iowa doing it for Iowa Garza Frederick Weiskamp um that was honestly probably the best game of the four I would yeah, say I would I would have to agree with you 
I mean, that was crazy. I didn't catch the a whole of that game. I caught a little bit down the stretch. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there so many sports on Christmas. I was insane. I was very happy about that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marcus Carr was just balling, man. Like what a, what a game for him. 30, 30 points, eight assists, three rebounds. And of course, stunner on the other side, 32 and 17 from Luca Garza. Right. Two steals, a block, and an assist. Pulling up the stat sheet as as he does. Right. I mean, like, what what he's more could be, you they, want? They, from a they game? put up a graphic. He's going to be uh, he's going to become Iowa's all time leading scorer at some point this year. It sounds like he's on track to do it sometime in February. Wow, that's crazy. Man. I'll tell you what though, like Minnesota has this stretch of a month that they're playing a really good team every single game. <laughs> They've already played three of them. They lost to Iowa or to Illinois, sorry, which is fine. They beat St. Louis. They beat Iowa. So you start two and one in that stretch. And then they play Michigan State at Wisconsin, Iowa State at Michigan, at Iowa, Michigan again. And that takes you all the way through to January 16th. Dang, that's crazy. They're playing a ranked team every single game from now until I'll say January 20th. Yeah. Because that's when they play, play Nebraska. Right. And I mean, that's not like as tough as that is for Minnesota. That's also just a testament to how stacked the big 10 is this year. Right. Like, right. That's insane, man. Like that I mean, is there's... such a crazy stretch. Like, yeah. Oh my God. They have three, they still have three undefeated teams. Which is even crazier, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly a very good point. Michigan like, State's a, and Michigan State is number twelve in the country, and they're zero and two. They've lost both games. Oh I mean, they're God. they're going to fall in the rankings tomorrow, um, a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, um, they'll still be ranked, I'm sure. They they just oh yeah, they'll, yeah, because they just had the Wisconsin loss this right. Week. I, I I thought the Northwestern loss was Monday night. It was last Sunday night. Um. Michigan is undefeated at 7-0. Wisconsin is 8-1. The other team that we were saying we could talk about, um, the Northwestern Wildcats. Oh, my goodness. Like, how? Who? How? How? Like, who thought? Who, and nobody saw this coming. If you said you no. saw this coming, you're a liar. I'm, I'm right. telling you that right now. Like, that is <laughs> downright insane. The fact that they are playing this good of basketball. I mean, you, you got – if you want to prove that you are actually like big 10 title contenders here, I mean, you got quite the showdown with Iowa on the road, the 29th at nine. What is that? Tuesday night, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday. I mean, if they can win that, I mean, I, I don't know, man, that would be pretty insane. But you also, you want to talk about tough stretches, man. I mean, Ohio, this is their next, uh, let's see, four, five, five games. Yeah. Iowa, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa again. That is not That is a stretch. Yes, it is. I I mean, mean, oh, my gosh. If they can, like, if they can maybe win – Hell, just two out of five or three out of five. Yeah, I'll there. say two of those five. Yeah, two of those five. I games, think you, you can be. be I in think they can spot. be. I think they beat Illinois at home on January seventh, mm-hmm. and they'll squeak one of those other games out. Maybe yeah. the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. But this Northwestern team, they're 
they're six and one. Their only loss is a one point loss to Pittsburgh back on December 9th. And I mean, their first two games, they played Arkansas Pine Bluff and Chicago state. We'll get into Chicago state in a, in a little bit here. Um, Cause they made, they made some headlines this week, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> and then they played a division two school. I, I believe that's a division two school in Quincy. And then they've started big 10 play bang, bang, bang with these three wins, three, two of them, very impressive. The other one was a road win, which road wins are always hard to come by in the big 10, no matter who you are. And they're just doing it. Yeah. That's, I think that, that that's a accurate summation is that they are just doing it somehow, some way. I mean, Miller cop, he's been very, very good for them. He's probably been there. Uh, I suppose probably their top guy. Um, Boo Boo is another yeah. guy. Um, all name team, by the way. Yes, um, we, did. we talked about that last. Week. <laughs> I yeah. saw him play. I saw him play in high school a couple times. Um, Cause he went to Troy High. Oh sure, uh, which wow. is right near me. And um, I, I remember being impressed by him. He did a year of prep school. I forget where the prep school was, but. Um, I remember being really impressed by him when he was in high school. So mm-hmm. anyway, right. uh, 14 points a game for him. Uh, Chase Audage is doing, having a good year. Pete Nance having a good year. I mean, those are four guys right there that you can rely on for double digit scoring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, you need that type of consistency, especially in a league as deep as the big 10, because right. you're not going to pretty much, unless, like, like we were talking about earlier, unless you're playing, probably Penn State or Nebraska, you're not going to have any off nights, re- realistically. Right. Like, you can't have an off night. Any Anyone, I mean, even Penn State or Nebraska, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll have a good night and they'll give you a game. But, like, realistically, every team in this conference can beat any other team in this conference on any given day. Right. Like, it's, right. it's very, very fun to watch. I mean, like, it, it's just great. It's great, for, it's great for the game, man. Like, just to, like, it have is. a conference where you're, like, any any, any given any night. Any team to beat any other team on any given night. Right. Exactly. It's great. It's it's just great for the game. Great for the conference. Great for the sport. I mean, you, got, you got you got to love it. Right. Fred Hoiberg era not going well at Nebraska. But, no, it is not. Um, they did get they got a four. I forget the kid's name, but they I saw they had a four star recruit because, um, shout out to college basketball Reddit. Um, I was browsing yes. that one day, and uh, everybody was freaking out because there was like this huge this post with like a bunch of you know upvotes, and I was like, what the heck's going on? Sure enough, click on it, and it's like Nebraska has got some four-star recruit, and everybody was freaking out. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, good good for them. <laughs> Don't right. think it'll do much for them, but because good, good for Nebraska. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call the area that Nebraska is in a basketball hotbed. Uh, no, no. I, I also would not either. <laughs> I would also not call it a basketball hotbed. I would not call so it a hotbed, period, to be honest with you. They, they, yeah. What's sorry, Nebraska? sorry, Nebraska. Corn? Sorry, Nebraska. Corn? I don't know. Anyway, they do got corn. Nebraska. Is that a real state? Um, is it? It's debatable. I don't know. It's debatable. Um, Minnesota. Sorry, um, we got into them earlier. Marcus Carr, Liam Robbins, Booth Cook. Um, all of them are good players. Um, three-headed monster there. Richard Patino was kind of in a scenario last year and early into this year where he was, I guess, kind of coaching for his job. Mm. But now he's, but Minnesota's off to this hot start now. They're eight and one. Um, 
with they picked up the good win. I remember they kind of got on my radar when they beat Boston College uh, back on December 8th. That was okay. That was a game in Minneapolis. I was trying to remember if that was a Bubbleville game. It was not. Um, and then they go out there and they beat St. Louis, uh, like we said earlier, and then they beat Iowa. Mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. Minnesota team. This is a good Minnesota team. Probably, probably the best they've had in a while. Yeah. Possibly I, just in the entire Richard Pitino era. Probably, to be honest with you. I, 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 I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, well, I'm going to look now because I'm going to look at his year by year. <laughs> they have gone in it. So his first year was 2013 14. This is his eighth year. They have had one season above 500 in Big Ten play. Oh my God, really? And that was 2016 17. They went 11 and 7. They made the tournament in 2019. They went 9 and 11. They made the second round. Hmm. Um, 2013 14, if you remember his first year, they went 8 and 10 in Big Ten play. It ended up winning the NIT. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's. You got an 18 and 15. You got an 8 and 23 where they completely bottomed out in 2015-16. 2 and 16 in uh, league play. 17-18, they went 4 and 14. And then 8 and 12 last year. So this is definitely – I'd say this is definitely his best team at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you put when you put, it, when you put it like that, you know, all those numbers right. and all that, I mean, it's hard to argue that. Um I'm I'm curious to see where they end up in the Big Ten because I think they definitely have the potential to be uh, uh, definitely in the top half of the conference. But I'm curious to see where they will end up. You know, like once this whole crazy Big Ten schedule plays out. I mean, you have your Illinois, who's a very good team. Michigan's a very good team. Iowa's a very very good team. Wisconsin's a very good team. Rutgers is a very good team. Like, I don't know if they are good enough to really crack or Michigan state's another how that's off Michigan state. I mean, those are six ranked teams right there. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just curious to see where they'll end up because I think they have the talent to potentially fight for like, you know, maybe top four, top five in that conference. But as right. we have pretty much talked about the past 10, 15 minutes, every single one of these teams are pretty much really good, you know? So right. it's, it's tough. It's so hard to predict. I think I, I put that like there's going to be a lot of teams in the Big Ten that hover 500 just because of the sheer talent of the league. And I think right. Good Minnesota point. is going to end up being one of those teams. And they might even be one of those teams that finishes slightly below 500 just because of that. Yeah. The number of good teams and the number of teams that can probably just end up beating them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll win right, games. I mean, they're going to be. They're going to be in games that they lose. They're going to yeah. be in just about every game, I would think. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think, and I also think, like, if this was any other year, like, if this was, like, five years ago in the Big Ten and Minnesota has this team, they probably are a, you know, a top four team, you know what I mean? Oh, top probably. five team. But just because the Big Ten is so insane this year, uh, I, you know, right. like it, you said, they like may get shuffled I mean, out. It was like this last year, too. Right, exactly. So. Oh man. I mean, I, I think that I, I still think the big 10 probably sends about 10 teams to the tournament because you look at those seven that are ranked in Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Rutgers, Iowa, Ohio state, Michigan state, all seven of them are going to the tournament. That's shooing. 
Right. I think Minnesota gets in. Mm-hmm. I think Northwestern gets in. Yeah. I mean, how, if they can Purdue win, like, I mean, they already got three early wins. So, yeah. And Purdue could probably get in. That's 10 right there. Right. True. The only teams I haven't named off are Maryland, who's, they could end up sneaking in, maybe. Yeah. I'm, here. I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm going to check. Nebraska, and those are all hard no's for me. Right, true. So I'm going to see. Let's see. What ten, do they I, got? I'd say 10, maybe 11. I'm, I'm curious what they have or what my boy Joel Lenardi's what, got. What Lenardi has. Yeah. He's got – not. well, this was the 22nd of December, so this was five days ago. But Okay. Um, he had nine Big Ten teams making it. Um, let's see. Purdue. So the seven ranked. He had Purdue in. Purdue. He had did not have Northwestern in, but I'm assuming that would change. Okay, so it was probably the seven one. ranked Purdue, Minnesota. That's uh, what I actually he had Minnesota in his second of his first four out. Okay, so I think Minnesota has earned their way in now. Yes, I yeah, think, I, think, I would think so. I think too. they're pretty solidly in right on yeah. December 27th at 7:01 p.m. <laughs> Minnesota Golden Gophers are yes, I would say that they played their way in. The in. I think they're going to be ranked tomorrow. I got to I got to do my rankings. Uh I, I I always just end up doing that late Sunday night, so I'll probably do it in a couple hours and tweet <laughs> at I Aiden Jolly. Hey, um, I'll probably have Minnesota ranked, I would say. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I t- again, it's it's just one of the things where it's like it's hard to argue why they don't deserve it, you know what I mean? They've right. played well. Only had one loss, you know what I mean? So, right, can't argue with that. Um, How many votes did they? They only had four votes last week, so real. They'll definitely. I mean, even the fact that they had votes last week, I'm sure that should right, give them enough traction were, to get them in. I would think. And I, I mean, mean North, they, were, they had Northwestern had more votes than them, so I'm, I'm guaranteed Northwestern really? certainly will be ranked. I'm sure. Right. Northwestern might end up ranked too, mm-hmm. because you think. Ohio State's 23, and they lost. You would think Ohio State drops out. Probably. Northwestern could just end up replacing them, I would think. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It'll probably stay at seven. It'll probably stay at seven, I'd say. I would have to think so. Yeah. Because I don't – no, because Illinois didn't lose this week. The loss to Rutgers was this past Sunday, and, they, and then they beat Penn State, Indiana. Right. Neither of which are impressive wins, but you know. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they didn't lose. They'll they'll stick around. Right. They'll they'll stick around, obviously, and they're eighteen. So Michigan will move up, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. Michigan, kind of one of the last uh, Power Six schools that are undefeated. So, mm-hmm. and they were 19 last week. They'll probably move up a couple spots, I would say. Mm-hmm. Probably. So, I think it'll stay at seven, probably. I think that's, yeah, that's I, I my, agree with uh, you there. That's probably accurate. That's my looking. <laughs> so, moving on, uh, Gonzaga beat Virginia by 23. Um, 98, 90, 98 against the Virginia. They defense. scored 98 points against Virginia. 98 i mean like what what do you what what can you do like genuinely how what is the answer there is no who's gonna stop them who's gonna stop them i feel like we've said everything that we can say on gonzaga (laughs) true we could probably write a novel with the stuff we've every game i am more and more convinced i'm like this team's going undefeated (laughs) 
literally. There, there's like... these weird arguments that they're not playing anybody, which I don't get at all. What? How they played Kansas. They played West Virginia. They played Iowa. They played Virginia. Yeah. What? How, what do you mean they haven't played anybody? They were supposed to play Baylor too, and it got canceled. Like it's just bad luck. Like... I need that game. I I I really hope that game happens. Although I'm not sure there's going to be an opening, maybe sometime in January. Maybe. I would think. I know. I hope maybe. that happens. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah. Which sucks, but I mean, that's okay. Right. Um, they start, they'll have started conference play by the time we next. So, yeah, that's um, true. They'll play Northern Arizona. They play Northern Arizona tomorrow night, Dixie State Tuesday night. Dixie. And then Dixie. It's a big Dixie State pod. Dude, absolutely love Dixie State. <laughs> Couldn't name you one player on their team, but let me tell you, big fan of Dixie State. Wow. Who's uh, who's their leading scorer? Their leading scorer is a guy named Jacob Nichols. That's my guy right there. He's averaging 13 a game. If he gives me – if you get me – Jacob, I know you're listening to the podcast. If you can get me 25 <laughs> against Gonzaga – um. Wait, actually, I can't say that. That's kind of. I was gonna say I, I would Venmo him like twenty bucks, but I don't think I can do that legally. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you can't do that. Yeah, legally, I cannot do that. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. I didn't say the, the, F, the FBI is. Yeah, the FBI is podcast. on my ass. <laughs> um, yeah, Anyways. Justin Nichols. <laughs> yeah, Justin, so, we gotta. You know what? We gotta get Justin Nichols on the pod. Yeah, now. we actually we do gotta get him on. <laughs> we gotta get him on the pod. Oh my God, Justin, my guy. Jacob or Jacob, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, Jacob. Well, now he's not coming on. So yeah, dang it, man. You just insulted him. I did. I'm sorry, Jacob. I apologize. I was, I was looking, I was looking at Twitter, and I saw, I I don't know, I don't even know what I saw, but I saw the name Justin, and I said Justin. I'm Uh, sorry, Jacob. That'll happen. That'll happen. Gosh darn it. Um, Anyways, back to back to Gonzaga. Yeah. You know, Corey Kisper, 32. Drew Timmy, 29. They were literally the only two guys that they had in double figures against Virginia. Didn't even matter. They still won by 23. Put up 98, as we said. What Shot more can 60%. you say? Shot yeah. 60%. 60%. What, like, what more can you say? What more can, right. we, what I, more I can you like say? I feel like we've said everything on them uh, <laughs> that we can say. Literally. So, um, I guess we'll move on. Kansas <laughs> beats West Virginia. That was on Tuesday night. It wasn't a great game, I didn't think. Yeah, it was, it was kind of one of those. It was kind of meh. They won by 14. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. West Virginia played a lot better in the first half than they did in the second. Uh, West Virginia just didn't shoot well in the second half was the problem. West Virginia was up one at halftime. Um, and then got outscored. It was 44-29 to 29 in the second half. Uh, Sean McNeil had 24 points for West Virginia, so – um, so all five Kansas starters were in double figures. Um, I think Kansas is starting to find their stride. I'd say. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I remember like two, three weeks ago when we were talking about this stretch of Texas tech, West Virginia and Texas for them, we were like, they'll probably lose one of those games. Like, you know, like right. we were pretty confident they lose one of those and the game that we thought they were going to no, lose in Texas like tech. Will. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were like, they'll probably lose to Texas tech. Yeah, West Virginia could beat them. And now it's like you got Texas left and you got, you know, a stretch of like four or five games or four games where you're playing unranked teams. Um, right. Good, still pretty solid teams, but, right. you know, unranked teams nonetheless. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Their, I think they finally have kind of hit their stride. Yeah, and their matchup with Baylor isn't for another couple weeks. So right, exactly. Um, That's going to be the one to look out for. Yeah, I mean they could start. They beat Texas and they're three and zero. You're looking at a seven and zero start to Big Twelve play for them. I'd say that's likely before they play Baylor. And then yeah, I'd say so. You could say they lose that game. So and then they they're nine and one, ten and one, ten and one because they got to play at West Virginia. Oh, and they have a non-conference game against Tennessee on January thirtieth. Um, but yeah, you're looking at probably a I'd say a seven and zero, ten and one start to Big Twelve play for them. Man, that's insane. And that, like, yeah, just the fact that them, we were, yeah, that'll get them. That'll get them at least probably a, a two seed, if not one seed, depending on Baylor. Right. I mean, because if, if keep that up, of course. Who knows? Who knows there. if Baylor is going to end up playing Gonzaga? Right. Which you know may or may not happen. Um, does Baylor have anyone tough coming up? No, they do not. They'll play Central Arkansas on Tuesday night, and then Alcorn State on uh, Wednesday oh, man. afternoon. Are, actually, dang, those um, are some those are some marquee matchups. And then Iowa State on uh, January second. So I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, moving on again, uh, Kentucky loses again. They're one and six. Um, but the big story with them this week was. Cameron Fletcher has been asked to temporarily leave the team or has been suspended. Um, something like that. <laughs> so this happened on, um, it was after the game against North Carolina. Cause Cameron Fletcher was, um, he was visibly upset on the sideline after yeah. the game. I don't know if you saw that cause he wasn't in. Yeah, I think minutes. I saw. I think I saw a clip of it. Yeah. Um, and I maybe something maybe it was just that, and it carried into the locker room, or it's a combination of things. But then anyway, John Calipari tweets on Monday morning, um, which this this whole tweet is very unlike John Calipari, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you read the tweet, but it's three tweets long, and I'll read it. It says, "Quote: We have asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. He needs to reflect and do some soul searching to get his priorities in order. Any attitude or actions that are detrimental to the team will not be tolerated, and that goes for everyone on the team. We have a culture here that's been built over the last 11 years, and it will not change. And that's in all caps, and it will not change." Through good times and bad, this culture is meant to change individuals and change maturity levels. This hurts our team, but this is about Cam and his future. I talked to Cam and his mother, and they know that I care about him and I love him, but they also understand that there are changes that need to be made. It's his job to decide whether he can perform within this culture, both on and off the court. That's a pretty surprise. That's a, that's a long uh, statement. <laughs> um, that's a very surprising and uncharacteristic thing of Calipari to say. Yeah. It's just weird that he would put something like that out into the public, like directly and from him. Like throw, and he's, he's almost kind of like throwing him under the bus. You yeah, know? I know. You know and I mean? like the whole, like, you know, the culture will not change. You know what I mean? Right. Like that just doesn't, 
like you said, it's just very unlike him. And I just don't see how that really helps things. You know what I mean? No. Like they're already in a downward spiral. Like what, why is it necessary to come out and just kind of publicly not ask? Well, I guess you could say, yeah, publicly shame this kid because you know, right. he's upset about playing time. And like you said, I mean, you know, something could have happened behind closed doors. We don't really know. I would, but, well, I, well, I remember, I remember seeing some, some reporters that were, you know, at the game, whatever. They said that Calipari took a long time after the game to come out and meet with the media. Hmm. So maybe something happened in the locker room too. So maybe it was just that, or it was, this has kind of been a thing that's been building up and it's a combination of things. I think that's possible. Right. Um, that could be right. But here's my, here's what I was thinking about with this. Cameron Fletcher coming into this year, he was the 68th ranked player in the class of 2020. And he goes to Kentucky. If you're this, because, you know, Kentucky has these recruiting classes. They have top five, top 10 guys everywhere. If you're the 68th ranked player in your class, you should go anywhere but Kentucky if you want to get playing time. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I, like, know, I definitely know what you mean. I totally get that. Because if you go, if you're the 68th, you know, the four-star, 68th ranked, you could go anywhere, just about anywhere in the country and probably be close to the best player on the team. True. A, a top two or three player on the team. and you're, But you're playing the whole game. You know what I mean? Right. And Fletcher is not getting much playing time at Kentucky, which is not surprising. Mm -hmm. And you got to think this guy, this kid, his whole life, uh, you know, high school teams, AAU teams, stuff like that. He's been the best player on his team. And then he comes to Kentucky and, you know, he's probably never sat on the bench for any extended period of time in his life. You know, maybe he has games where he sits for two or three minutes just to, you know, rest up or whatever. Yeah. And then he comes to Kentucky and he's not the guy in in this big situation. He's not the guy taking the last shot. So maybe this is a bit of a culture shock to him. Could be. That's my theory. That No, I, I think that's certainly plausible. Um, I mean, it could be that. I mean, a combination of, you know, um, just losing. You know, I mean, I think, right. probably, I think oh, yeah, it's that too. I mean, Kentucky's yeah. not winning right. right now. You know, and, you know, I think when you come to a school like Kentucky, you expect to win. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's any reason to not think that. I mean, they've been right. one of the most dominant programs ever. Um, so to come in and not only you're not getting minutes, but your team as a whole is not playing well. You're one in six. You're, you know, if you continue this trend, you're not even making the tournament. Um, no, I, I, I think at this point, Kentucky is not making the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I know. I think I said like 55% last week. I said, you know, if they could maybe beat Louisville, maybe they'd get on track. But yeah, I'm, I'm my, my, my percentage that was a pretty is, brutal loss for them yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, especially I saw, to a light rival, like that's just killer. Right. Well, I saw a stat that um, no team has ever gotten at large bid to the tournament after starting one and six it has never happened ever Whew. so oh boy now and now we're looking at kentucky's worst start and i think it was 108 years oh my god so 
we're looking at about 1912. 1912. So, so that was uh, it was a uh, that was that World War One on that 1912. Or was that no? That was later on. Yeah, that was like 19. Just, yeah. That was like 1914. Yeah, I was about to say that's a fact. We're, we're pre World War One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. 1914. My bad. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Goodness gracious. I, I passed history class, I swear. I swear to you. I, I did too. I did class. too. But, you know, <laughs> maybe not with flying colors. But Yeah, know. no, I, I agree there. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. So so going back, that's my theory of why Cameron Fletcher is upset. Maybe he, co- maybe he comes back at some point later in the year. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't and he just ends up transferring somewhere after this mm-hmm. year. And like you uh, said, like if he does transfer, he's – clearly he was highly a pretty highly touted recruit i mean top 100 recruit in the country i mean he's got to be good enough to start at at a you know lower to mid-level power five team i would have to think right you know what i mean like i'm sure he can still find his way you know what i mean it's just got to be he's got to take a situation like this and just make a positive out of it you know what i mean find some motivation and he was the number two player in the state of missouri for his class and uh, I, want, I want to see who number one was. Number one was Caleb Love. Oh, okay. Shocking. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I think this might not be the best fit for him being at yeah, Kentucky. Probably not, unfortunately. So, um, so but, then, but, but then again, I still think that that, you know, whole tweet thread from John Calipari is very unlike him. Um, I mean, he said basically the same thing that you could have just said in a quick press release. We've asked Cam to step away from the team to focus on some personal issues for a little bit. We hope to have him back at some point. Yeah. That, that's all you need to say. I know. There's no need to throw this kid under the bus. Like that. I know. It wasn't necessary. And that, that, I think that of that whole situation, that's kind of what rubs me the wrong way the most. Not so much, I mean, like right. you said, I mean, something could have happened behind closed doors. He could have made a mistake. I don't know. But from what we know, from what the public can see, if it was just this kid was upset, he wasn't getting playing time. He got saw, you know, the camera caught him, you know, being visibly upset, you know, mm-hmm. for him, for Calipari to come out and just be like, you know, you know, we're from his, you know, from his himself, himself saying this, not a press release, nothing like that. Just, no, he said this himself. He put it right, on Twitter. Exactly. You know, for him to say, you know, we're let, we're, you know, he, we asked him to step away, you know, the culture, you know, we're not changing the culture, blah, 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 you know, all the whole right. spiel. It's just unnecessary. It really is. It is. Like if you're going to do something like that, get, get on the men, like tell the social media dudes on the men's basketball Twitter account, tell them, look, this is what happened. Write up a little release, send it out. And we can brush this under the rug when right. it's coming from the head coach himself. I think that just amplifies it. Like, do you think we would realistically be talking about this as in depth, no. in depth as we are, no, we if we didn't make that tweet? We would not be. You know what no. I mean? So absolutely it, it was not. just the bottom line for me, it was just unnecessary. No, I, I, I absolutely think it was too. And I, I think there's mistakes made on both sides here. Mm-hmm. So, right. True. Yeah, absolutely. If he, if he hadn't come out and tweeted it, tweeted, you know, what he did, um, we would not be talking about this as much. Right. I don't For think sure. so at all. Um, Calipari is not having a good week. Did you see what he said yesterday after they lost to Louisville? Um, I don't think so. What did he say? He said, this was the stupidest there. He said, quote, this was the stupidest schedule I've ever put together. I'd like to smack myself in the mouth. 
That's what I mean, I, I guess he's acknowledging his own errors. I mean, at least he's not blaming anybody else. I mean, but here's the thing. He's just... <laughs> He's just been throwing around excuse after excuse. Yeah, now. that is a, that is an excuse, actually. I mean, here's the thing. If you look at... <laughs> it's a stupid excuse, but it is it an is, excuse. It is. It is. But here's the thing. If you look at who they've played, it's not exactly, you know, a murderer's row of teams. I know. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's not even that bad of a schedule, is no, it? No, I mean... you got Moorhead State, who's like bottom tier whatever <laughs> uh, in the Ohio Valley. Richmond. An A-10 school, a good A-10 school, but it's a team you should beat. Kansas, yeah, fine. Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, two bottom feeder schools in the ACC. You beat those. You're a blue right blood. Now. You beat those teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. UNC probably should beat. UNC isn't really, um, you know, what they what they usually are. I mean, they're not – they weren't great last year. We know that. I don't think – they're going to be better this year, but they're not, you know – like a top 10 school right now in my mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. louisville mid-pack acc team right now and then you play detroit who's which that game was canceled but they're bottom tier horizon league team correct so this isn't like you're playing you know gonzaga and <laughs> duke and like this this is not that at all no it's not so this is just kind of bad look after bad look for John Calipari. Yeah, honestly. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. He's in, he's had a tough uh, he's had a tough little stretch here. Yes, he has. Definitely had a tough stretch. It's okay, yeah. John. It's almost 2021. You'll be okay, boss. Right. They'll play. Uh, they kick off SEC play with South Carolina on Tuesday night. If they lose that one, if they lose that one, if they lose that one, I'm going to. I will make a tweet about it. I will. I will laugh at Kentucky <laughs> via a tweet. So be on the there lookout for that one. I uh, I'd be excited for that tweet about nine o'clock <laughs> on Tuesday night. Thank you, thank you. Yes. So I, I will I will set a reminder right now at nine fifteen on Tuesday night. Potentially laugh at okay. Potentially see, see what happened in the Kentucky laugh game. at Kentucky <laughs> via Twitter. There you go. Yes. Can't wait. Nine fifteen. Then boom. Uh, we got two more things. Uh, I have two more things. Oh, we can do predictions too, not including that. Uh, this is quick. Jay Wright has COVID. Um, minute or Villanova's game against Xavier on Saturday has been canceled or postponed. I guess I should say. Um, I, I think Villanova they uh, they let the players' families come to town for the holidays, and now it seems like that didn't go too well. Yeah, probably so. not the wisest choice. I no, mean, you know, understandable, I, but you know, it's under, it's an understandable, you know, these, these guys aren't professionals. They deserve, I mean, they haven't seen their families since the summer. So they tried, which yeah. I guess was probably maybe a good idea, but yeah, it, it just did not, not work out. <laughs> it ended up not going well. Um, so yeah, Jay Wright tested positive. It was Jay Wright and maybe an assistant coach or two that tested positive. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that, that was quick on that. So Villanova is not playing for a little bit. They're on pause. Um, one last thing. I thought this was interesting. And uh, we talked about this for a minute before the podcast, before we started recording. Chicago State has opted out of the remainder of the season after starting 0-9. Uh, they played nine bye games, lost all nine of them, 
and they have now decided they have opted out of the remainder of the season. Um, if you can remember back to March, Chicago State was the first team to first team in the country to cancel games in early March. If uh, if you remember, they called off a trip to Seattle in uh, early March, probably about a week or two before uh, everything started going down, and uh, that and they're now one of the first teams to opt. They are now the first team to opt out midseason. Uh, the bigger story was probably the Duke women are doing the same thing. They have uh, decided to opt out of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago State, uh, their head coach, Lance Irvin, uh, over the summer had opted out of the season because he's a cancer survivor. So, um, you know, got to be cautious there. Um, they had a lot of injuries. So they had one of their – and they had one of their assistant coaches running the team. And I think one of their games they had one coach on the bench – Oh my god. Which, they have one coach on the bench, yeah. And uh yeah, I want to say that was it might have been the game against Illinois State. And holy cow, that's crazy. So they played a bunch of bye games, they got their money and now their season's over. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't blame them. Um right. I mean, at at this point in the year when you're on that kind of hardships, I mean, you know, you know, power, power to them for probably making the right, yeah, but power you know, the tough the decision, shot. the tough but, decision, but probably the right decision. Right. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, I think the Duke women is definitely the more eye catching. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a power five school, a known basketball school. Yeah. Duke. Right. No slouch in power five. It's Duke. Yeah. Uh, first year head coach, Carol Lawson. I mean, we all know her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, disappointing decision. Uh, I think we might end up seeing a few more of those before the year. I don't think we're going to see any big schools do it, but I think we could see some small schools, you know, like a Chicago State, that uh, might do something like this. I got. I, I feel bad for Xavier Johnson. Uh, he's Chicago State's best player. He averaged 15 a game last year. Um, it sounds like he might try to transfer. Um, I've, I've seen some rumblings of that. So maybe he'll end up on a decent team, you know, in yeah. a few weeks. So we'll see. Yeah, good, good for him. Um, Hopefully. But, you know, disappointing again. But Chicago Chicago State is, like, kind of one of those teams that, like, they don't win games. Right, true. Put it lightly. <laughs> they're usually, like, in the 340s in Ken Palm. So, yeah, they're you know, you're not going to necessarily 356 out of 357 on Ken Palm. Okay, so – <laughs> Even lower than I thought. Three fifty. Who's three fifty-seven? That would is be it Mississippi uh, Valley. That is indeed Mississippi Valley State. Is that where Jerry Rice? Did Jerry Rice go to Mississippi Valley State? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I said. Pretty sure. Shout out Jerry Rice. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Yes, he did. Mississippi yeah. Valley State. Yeah, Shout out to Jerry say, Rice. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I was about to say. That that school looks sounds very very that, familiar, that their, and they're definitely their, not known for their basketball. That's Mississippi Valley State's claim to fame. Yeah, Jerry I think Rice Chicago right State. I think Chicago State's a big pharmacy school. Oh, okay. So, Shout out to, interesting uh, fact about them. <laughs> Shout out to the pharmacy school at Chicago State. There you go. We've had some yeah, great. Sh- we've had some great shoutouts today. We have. <laughs> uh yeah they played ohio illinois north carolina a&t eastern illinois northwestern loyola chicago illinois state northern illinois shout out to drake 
uh, first double-digit win school in the country. They're 10-0. and 0. Yeah, Good for them. Good for Drake. They picked up win number 10 over Indiana State uh, earlier today. They'll play the second game of that two-game doubleheader tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So I haven't caught them yet. I might I might have to catch that game tomorrow night. We'll see. Yeah, so. Yeah, why not? 10 and 0 team. Got to be got to be fun to watch. Probably. I, I would think so. <laughs> so, prediction time? Can, yes, we can get into predictions. Um we'll start out on We'll start out on Wednesday. We'll go with Tennessee and Missouri. It's a battle of undefeated teams in Columbia. Um, I'm going to roll with Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was thinking the same. I'll, so I'll, go. I'll, go, I'll go with the Vols. Yeah. Let's do that. And then we got nothing on New Year's Day. But we got an awesome slate on uh, Saturday. We can do a bunch of games here. Texas and Kansas, 12 noon. Um, I know I said Kansas is probably going to lose one of these games of these, that tough three game stretch, but right. I'm, I'm, I'm officially changing my mind. I'm going to say Kansas beats Texas. We're both going. All right. So we're both going with Kansas there. And then two o'clock we'll go Iowa and Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. Oh, oh man. This is another one. This you know, is, Rutgers, is, Rutgers is my – Rutgers is like my, my son, man. I love Rutgers. <laughs> like, this is a big Rutgers pod. Yeah, I can't go wrong with Rutgers, man. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to um, go with Iowa. I just think, I just think Garza is going to be too much for him. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say, I will also go with the Hawkeyes. I don't, I don't think – I don't think – if I mean, if Rutgers does win that game, we're talking – are we talking top? I mean, we're probably talking top seven, top, top six records. Oh, assuming yeah. They win their oh, own yeah. Game. For sure. For sure. Oh, for boy. Sure. What a life. Well, we wondered what last week if they would be top 10. Yeah, that's true. I know, just they ended up a lot on it. Which is probably fair. Yeah. So, Dude, if they do beat Iowa, then, give me, I'm going to be really audacious. I'm going to say, give me top five records. Not going to happen, but top five. Wow. Give me top five records. Okay. Give wow. it to me. I mean, that's like I said, bold. it's definitely not going to happen, <laughs> but I would like to see it. Uh, I would like to see Xavier's off. Uh, Virginia Tech ranked Virginia Tech. Oh man! Against Virginia. Oh man. What in the, what is John Rothstein? What's his thing for the? Uh, um, why is Virginia Tech coach? What's his name's blank? Why am I blanking on his Mike name? Young? Mike. Yes, Young. thank you, Mike Young. What's his thing like popping like Orville Redenbacher or something like that? And that what something he says like for that. Mike Young. Something uh, like that, I, I think. See, you know what? I'm gonna roll with Virginia. Uh, I'll be a little audacious. I'll say I'll say Virginia Tech. I mean, I don't okay. even think it will be. Well, I don't think Virginia will fall that much. So actually, it might still be technically an upset. But I'll, I'll roll with Virginia Tech on that one. Why not? Will Virginia, will Virginia Tech stay ranked? Yeah, they will. Yeah, I think they should. Unless they like, jump. It, by I mean, they, they only played. In. They only played one game this past week, and it was against Longwood. So. Oh, okay. And then. We'll do one more. We will do a six o'clocker on Saturday. Duke at Florida State. Give me. Give me the Noles. Yeah, the I was about to say, you know what? Give me Florida State. I rolled Florida State as well. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm yeah. not high on Duke at all this year. <laughs> I'm high on, I'm high on Florida State. I like Florida State. Yeah, I think, um, I think they could be a good team. For sure. I like UC. I like, uh, speaking of Florida State, their one loss is to UCF, which I like UCF. I watched uh, UCF's game against Houston on. Mm. I was about to say I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot. I haven't had the chance to watch see see them play yet, but I've heard a lot of good things. Definitely heard a lot of good things. Florida State and Cincinnati. I think I think I gave them a shout out last week. So, (laughs) uh, they kick off. They'll kick off uh, America. Or no, they already did kick off America. Play. They play uh, Tulane on Wednesday. That's Johnny Dawkins, isn't it? You see that is Johnny Dawkins. Okay, Johnny Dawkins. So there you go. Uh, Yeah, the final shout out of the day goes to UCF. (laughs) Yes, shout out UCF. Shout out Johnny Dawkins. So, yeah, we can get out of here now. So that'll be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. Happy, sure new, happy new Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> we hope you had a good Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, this is, yeah, this is our final episode of uh, 2020. Oh, wow. That's weird. That's weird. I don't – that's weird. That's a I good mean, I'm thing. pretty – about to say, that's a good thing. It is a good thing, but it's weird. 2020 It's, just, it's weird good. that, like – this year, as slow as this year felt, it also was fast as hell. It's just weird. I uh, mentally, I'm still processing. You know, the what, what was it? The second week of March. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm still kind of processing True that. that. True I'm that. not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's that's very. True. I'm, I'm not done processing. What was it? March 11th. Oh, <laughs> uh, that I, I think. don't even remember. Whatever that man. Thursday was. It was a Thursday. It was. I remember I had the only reason I remember that was because March twelfth. March twelfth. March twelfth. There you go. I've a I my I, my specific memory from that day was I was the editor of the week for the Griffin for our, our newspaper. Um and so I I was doing like once you get if, for those of you who don't know, like you you're the editor of the week, you get to do like a social media takeover on the the, right. the Griffin Instagram account. And I was answering I was sat on my couch i was watching acc tournament i think it was boston college and somebody i can't remember maybe miami i don't know did um, they play game did the acc play games no they Thursday? didn't that no that's what i was going to say i was i was at home getting ready to watch that game okay and then they called it off like half an hour before that's when right. all the tournaments started getting canned and, and then then Creighton St. John's played one half. Yep, yep, that's right. Yep, <laughs> that, that was the other game I watched. It was Creighton St. John's. Yep, and I remember like that is the only reason I remember that is because I was I was the editor of the week that week, and uh, I was like just getting ready to like just relax, sit back, watch some basketball for a few hours, then go to the publishing night, and that did not happen. It turned out to be a pretty hectic day. <laughs> no, so I mean my my big thing was like so I had. I had a religion test that afternoon at like two o'clock or something like that. So I'm walking to, I'm walking to the test, you know, and, and like the world is crashing down, you know, <laughs> yes. um, these tournaments are getting canceled left and right. And I'm like, okay, are we going to go online? What's the, what's the call here? And so I'm walking to the test and that's when the email pops up on my phone. We're going online through, I think at the time it was Easter. And mm-hmm. then, um, so I take the test. We were the ones that told the professor, yeah, this is our last class for a <laughs> while. <laughs> um, so then I take the, like, and, you know, I'm in hectic mode because, you know, things are starting to happen. So I try to take this test as quick as I can so I can get out of there. And then as I'm walking back to my dorm, I get a text from, uh, 
Marshall uh, Fulpowitz, uh, one of the old SIDs at Canisius, and said, Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> and then he said, hey, the Mac just canceled spring sports. So I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my so gosh. I, I, so I ran back up to my room, changed, got on the phone with him, and I was, like, running to Kessler because I needed to talk to people, obviously. Right, right, of course. And we had and we had to change the entire uh, paper at like oh yeah something that's in the right I remember that Thursday. I remember that yeah we had so, to can everything and just holy cow yeah you're right hopefully we don't have to do, you know have a day like that ever again yeah so. that that would be that would be ideal for sure right. not to have to ever worry about that right oh hey, boy vaccines coming. Yeah, facts. Hopefully we'll, you know, next next season of college basketball will be a normal one. I hope so. We'll say that. I would have to think so. We'll say that. We'll yeah, manifest trend, it. Trend, yeah, right, manifest it. Trending <laughs> towards that way, hopefully. So there you go. All so, right, yeah, man, that'll do it. That'll that, do it for that, 2020 in this yes, podcast. Yes, <laughs> that'll do it for the final episode of 2020, and uh, that'll be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.